Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, happy Pride! Every month for us is Pride Month, but this week we thought we would share an episode that originally aired on January 26th, where we talk about queerness! Keep celebrating! Happy Pride! Happy Pride, you little queer babies! You little cubies! <laughs> hey, what are you doing in here? What's the password? What? You're queer? Oh my god, you don't even need a password. Get in here, you little queer. <laughs> my name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the, the Super, super Secret, Secret Bestie Club Podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Say super secret one more time. Super secret. Super secret. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendships, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Well, I had a teacher call me queer one time. <gasps> I know. She was a nun. Whatever. She's probably in purgatory somewhere now. (laughs) (laughs) We love starting out our podcast with dissing nuns. (laughs) She deserves it. (laughs) Well, well, well. Back again with another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about queerness and intersectionality within our identity as Latine people. And we're just going to start off with how do we identify? Yeah. How do you identify, Maya? I've said this before on TikTok. Hmm. I think I don't remember, but I do not identify as straight. Wow. (gasps) What? Um, So hot. So (laughs) Well, you've known that. of you. When did I tell you that? So couture of you. Yeah. So So quirky. Extra guac of you. So quirky. When did I tell you that, Curly? That you were queer? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I assume everybody's queer, to be honest. That's the thing. I think everyone's queer to a certain degree, whether they want to admit it or not. And I'm like, who cares? Yeah. Listen, from an early age, when I first saw Atlantis and I saw Milo Thatch, Hottie, oh. and I saw Princess Kida. Oh. And I was like... One side of your vagina was like, yes. yes and the other I side, was, same. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, what? 
And Esmeralda. I had a big crush on Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah. Wow. So you like really femme femmes. Esmeralda. But they're strong women. They're strong. And I just, I'm just like, tell me what to do. So you're like a femme top. I, I don't know. See, and that's the thing is IDK. <laughs> My queerness answer is IDK. I'm at the very beginning of everything. Uh, I've known this all my life, but it's been something that like, I never want to say me too. Yeah. I'm also, I'm, I'm this and I'm that. not that anyone else does that. I want to be very gentle and kind of keep and keep this to myself until I really know what it is. And obviously I'm coming out with it publicly now, but I just I'm in discovery and I am very much just trying to see what I like and what I don't like. And what I do know is that I, I'm not just straight. I don't just like men. Like I just, mm. you know, it's like everyone. It's everyone, but not just anyone. Yeah, it's I don't know. IDK is the thing. I think that's the beauty of queerness. I think that is a great way to describe it, actually, is that it is an IDK. And I think that the fact that you are still IDKing and you're still figuring it all (laughs) out is part of the beauty of identifying as queer because there's not just one box. A friend of mine yesterday was asking me, like, why don't you identify as gay? And I'm like, I don't know. Gay to me feels like I'm in a box. It also feels very white to me. Um, And I feel like queer kind of gives me the opportunity to kind of be like, look, I I've hooked up with women before. I've hooked up with I, women identifying people. I wouldn't rule it out. And I, but I, my default is men. I love men. I love a good dick, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> you know what? I have to give you credit because every single time you say that word, you always say it so creatively. <laughs> I think I say it the same way all the time. Look, I love it. I love a good pair of balls. I'm here for it. But. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, not Jesus. Don't come in here. The door's Jesus, locked. <laughs> Jesus is like, yes, you called? Jesus, no, the Lord, door's we... locked, Jesus. You know what? Jesus is probably queer, too. I know that my... Je- <laughs> <laughs> the airplane is Jesus coming in and be like, I am not queer. My Jesus in my head is queer. I'm not talking about your Jesus. So if you get mad, whatever, that's on you. Um, I identify as a queer individual, both in the way that I express myself through gender and in what I like in bed. I think the closest thing that actually describes what I am is called androsexual. And that's mm. somebody who tends to be attracted to people who are masculine presenting. So I actually don't care what you're working with or what you may have been assigned at birth. If you are more masculine and you're going to kind of take care of me not take care of me, like take care of me, but like, you know, dumb me. I'm ready. I'm ready to be. You You are so creative with your words, Carly. I mean, I'm definitely very bouncy in the way that I talk all the time. You know what I don't get is why. The straights. I don't get them either. I like everyone. I think everyone is beautiful and attractive and It's very hard for me to date in general because I am attracted to personality and conversation and it's hard for me to... That's called something though. What's that called? Sapiosexual? See, I have no idea about any of this. I just know what I know. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to interrupt you. Um, Sapiosexual is a person finding intelligence sexually attractive or arousing. Yeah, it's that. It's very that. I don't... I've never been the person to be like... I mean, I I can see that, oh, this person is attractive, but... Never in my life have I been like, oh my God, I want to have sex with them. It just, it just is not a thing. And I think knowing that, like, there was a little bit of shame for me growing up knowing that I was queer and like had crushes on girls and all that stuff. It was confusing because, you know, you, you grow up in 
society and it's either like you're gay or you're straight and that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's all we had growing up. It was like gay, straight, bi, that's it. Or people of trans experience. And it was like, well, how do I fit into those different things? And I felt like a lot of pressure to come out or say things because I was like, am I doing a disservice to people who need that representation? But I'm also like, I want to protect myself. And like when I'm ready to say things, which now I am obviously on this podcast, um, I will say them. Um, And I don't feel like I need to have a whole thing like a post about it. And that's just me. But I admire a lot of people who do that and support. But it was it it took it's still taking a lot for me to come to terms with what exactly my identity is. But I know the beginning stages of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's always a whole different ballgame for queer kids, right? Because I always say on top of the fact that we all have to grow up in the closet, we all have to grow up like um, hiding. I always say like whenever people are like, why are queer people, why are gay men so aggressive with the way that they flirt? And or why are lesbians so this? Or why are people? I'm like, we literally have had to learn how to be social and how to move in this social construct in the closet, in the dark. Of course, we're going to be a little awkward about shit. Like, of course, course we're gonna fuck up like you've had every opportunity to learn by you i mean straight people cishet people have had every opportunity to figure out what is acceptable what is good what is not like out in the open and we haven't and on top of all of that when you come from a community of color or a culture that is not white or american and and also this isn't to say that like white folk in america don't experience this either but you know coming from a latine family latino family latinx family we deal with a lot of things and you know part of the things we always talk about is like machismo Mm -hmm. and like machismo as always seen as a currency even like with some of our women right like no i don't fucking need this and uh, like i i'm gonna be strong i'm gonna like they act like they have to be ruthless it's okay to be soft and and it's okay to be i don't want to say femme and equate femme with soft because you know i just don't get why people are so interested in who we want to love and kiss and marry I mean, or people hug. love sex. Whether or not people want to acknowledge it, people love sex and I they just, want to well, talk about it. I don't get why people get offended. I mean, I get it, but I don't, I just don't get the logic of like, I'm mad that you want to kiss another guy. Like, I mean, and the whole who thing am too, I to you? Like, why should you care about what I'm saying? Me as saying as a stranger who would say that yeah, to other people. If I want to rub my coneja on someone else's coneja, it's fine. You know, I think it's because we're all a mirror of each other. And Mm. maybe it's like some internal thing where maybe they had I'm talking about like the gatekeepers or just the haters of queerness and everything. Like maybe they had an experience where they were shamed because they were a little too femme or they were showing signs of like queerness or whatever and got shamed for it. I equate this to my experience learning Spanish because a lot of people would say, why are you so confident about something that uh, you should be ashamed about? People are, are afraid to go against the grain in that way. And so for me, I'm like, you know, as I'm discovering all of these things about myself and just always knowing how people are just so weird about um, LGBTQ plus all the things, all the letters. IDK. <laughs> I don't get it. It just is so like, why does it matter to you? Well, we know people are fucking mythiches. People yeah. are always like trying to get up in other people's business. People are always like, but the Bible says, leave me the fuck alone and let me live my little life with my partner. We have a dog. We have a white picket fence. We order from Whole Foods and we do organic.
Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. I know that you said that you felt something in your pants when you watched Atlantis. In my pajamas. In your, oh, I keep thinking that you're going to say a whole different word. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in my pajina. <laughs> In my pajuner. <laughs> In my panini. <laughs> In my pahuna. Okay. So what was like your first experiences within the queer community? What do you mean? Like when was your, your first kind of like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to give this away. She's probably not going to listen to this ever. But there was this guitarist of this artist that I really love. Do you remember this? I do remember. I uh -huh. do remember. And I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. She played, you know, what really gets me is musicians. And I love musicians. Anybody, what was that? I, <laughs> <laughs> I opened Jesus? my, I opened my, <laughs> I opened my mouth to yawn. And then I was like, I want to say this. I, I love, love musicians. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to need you to just put it on mute. Keep it cute, put it on mute. Keep you're, it cute, put it on mute. You're wilding out on this one. Wilding out and out. Anyway. Uh. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, there was this girl. She's a guitarist. And I love people who play any instrument, but also just whatever they're passionate about. If they're passionate about bookkeeping, ugh, yes. Bookkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that shows me that they're passionate about something. For me, it just, that's like a yes, ding, ding, ding. Love it. So she obviously very talented guitarist and musician. And I saw her and, you know, I started following her on Instagram and then <laughs> I like went to the concert and like tagged her in a video because I was like, let me just say, and she followed me and we were like talking, but I got so shy. I always get so shy. So I'm like, she's cooler and I don't know, but that was one of the, not the first, very first time, but that was the first time in this like part of my life as mm. an adult, I would love to pursue something because I've always been very concerned about my career more than love. I would go on the apps and everything here and there and like have relationships, but just not, it just wasn't important to me. And this was different. This was like, huh, I like this person mm. and it's not a guy. Interesting, mm. isn't it? Um, I love that. I wish that more straight people, not that you're calling you straight, but I wish that people who identify as straight would be more open about the possibility of really sharing in some experiences with people who are just not necessarily within the gender that they think, you know? Yeah, that was the thing. And it's very complex because like I've known all my life that I'm like, hmm, I don't just like men, but I know that I can't say that right now because I don't know what I feel. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to continue being whatever. And so now that I'm kind of like more comfortable in it and I feel a little bit embarrassed, honestly, Why? <laughs> to be like, that was my first um kind of thing. Oh my God. I hope like a lot of people can relate to this too. I just feel like a lot of people are way more advanced in their queerness and can say what they like and act on it. And I'm still at the beginning stages of all that stuff. But that was like my first kind of like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. I like her. I'm like a gay queer. I love her. I'm like, I don't really say gay, but I'm like, I'm gay. I'm like a big queer grandma. I don't know if you heard me your clap big back queer, here. Your big queer grandma. <laughs> hey, get out of here, you big queer grandma. <laughs> Which is very me. I just feel like, you know, I came out when I was 13. I started going to gay clubs when I was 12, 13. Um, there was a club out here in LA called Arena. Wait. Then, yeah. When you were 13? Yeah, I went to this club called The Arena. It was so dope. It was predominantly uh, Latine, Black, Brown, Asian. Like, it was predominantly POC and uh, all kids that liked hip-hop culture. And so it was queer and hip-hop. And so the way that we dressed, like, our style icons were Missy Elliott, Sean Paul, Shauna Ball. And the <laughs> way that we kind of moved in the queer world was, like, we weren't about Britney. Like, we liked Britney, but it was like, what's Sierra doing? Sierra's like, I'm on a plane. With Jesus. <laughs> what was the one that, like... <laughs> went viral because there was like a chicken dancing on a stripper pole can't keep your hands off me <laughs> no, 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 when body. i discovered that song i was like oh my god this song is so body good. party and somebody was like that's a fucking meme with the chicken dancing that's on a pole me. that's why queerness is, is the chicken dancing on a pole i identify as chicken on a pole <laughs> <laughs> um but no that was like my first thing and i i mean look i love 
being queer. I, to me, somebody said to me one time that the reason why people get so upset with queer people is because queer people have had to pretend to be one thing for so long that when they finally come out, they can be all of it. And straight cis and cishet people have a fear because they still live in their boxes. They don't understand that you can be anything that you want to be. You can present however you want to present, wear whatever you want to wear, and you can still be a whole and complete human being. And I really, really love that. That really resonated with me because I love it. I fucking love being queer. We can do so much, say so much, dance. We can cry. We can duke it out and fight it out. We can be mask fat strong, soft. I don't know. I fucking love it. I do want to say uh, leaning into who you are, it's one of the most liberating things in the whole wide world. If you can't do it, it's also okay. It's a privilege to be able to come out. It's a privilege to be able to identify as you are and exist as you are out in the open. There are still laws in the world. There are still murders of people in your very own United States where people can't be themselves. I've had a really great support system. And when I told them about all these things, I feel like people were not as surprised. And that what made me feel a little bit better just because if you can, like, you know, there's like your chosen family. Sometimes people are not going to get you even though they're blood and that's fine. But I really find comfort in like the support system I have out here. Um, when I told my parents, they didn't really care. <laughs> what they say? They're like, Okay, like, yeah, love whoever you want. As long as you're happy, like, love is love. They pulled the, you know, love is love. I'm like, all right, well. And I've told them about uh, different queer people that I have been interested in. And they're like, oh, cool. And that is a privilege. People don't get that a lot. And I acknowledge that not safe. So I totally get chosen family and like the value in that. Because it sucks when your family just doesn't get you and shames you. And it's like man, I was born in this family and you guys don't like me. I wanted to say too, like just growing up in a Latina family, um, it was hard. It was really hard growing up. Like my parents would make me walk would make me practice walking back and forth because I didn't walk masculine enough. They were not very happy about the way that I moved my hands a lot when I talked. I was emulating people that I looked up to in my family, which just so happened to be the women. And I love the way that women move their hands when they talk. I love how graceful they are. And so for me, that's what I emulated, even down to, I didn't take off my shirt for a very long time, of course, because of body dysmorphia. But I remember specifically being a very young kid and noticing um, I was in a pool and I noticed that none of the women were showing their bodies. And so I remember being like, oh, well, then I too will not show my body. But it was something that I was dealing with growing up as a queer kid. And it, my parents were just kind of didn't know how to handle that. Why don't you take your shirt off? You're a guy. Why don't you do this? Uh, why do you walk like that? So it was definitely very hard being a queer kid. And so I understand when people feel like they can't come out. And then... The other thing, too, is like our own idea of gender roles within the community, right? Like how women are expected to act and how men are expected to act. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? 
I'm Connor from the Listening Time Podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time Podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, you guys, here we are again with your favorite segment, Astrology. Astrologically, why did is that how you say <laughs> astro? Do you pronounce the ass? Astrologically, astrological. I guess I never thought about it. Which sign do you think is the gayest sign ever? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what well, no. depends? Oh, that's oh, we're like, we're asking that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like Virgos are really gay. To be honest, every time I meet a straight cis, I did date somebody, and then somebody else would grew up with them they're like yeah he's very like metrosexual i'm like why did you have to say it like that he's a little gay and i you know what i think he i think and i think he's like fluid i think he was fluid which was fine i was attracted to him no matter what because he was like into writing and i was like oh, i don't I care know who it is <laughs> oh i know he, he just mouthed who it was that's yeah. the other thing too like just because someone's a geek or a dork doesn't mean that they're gay but you know what? I read somewhere that they were saying that Virgos uh, tend to skew more feminine anyways. I mean, the symbol is a feminine. Yeah, woman. it's a woman. So Virgos tend to be a little bit more feminine anyway. Uh -huh. So I always think, huh, are they European? Are I, they Virgo or are they gay? You know what? I wonder if there's anything in our charts. And I wish I had the accurate information to show that we're fluid or to show that our queerness. It, there has to be something in there. 
you know, there's um something in your chart that can show you how big your peepees oh is. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yep. Um, who do you think's the most butch? I don't know. <laughs> I can't get. That's why I'm like, I can't give you. I can't give you much. <laughs> I'm like, is it Aries? I mean, we always talk about Aries and Virgos, basically. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm gonna give you the most the ones that I think are the most butch. Capricorn's butch. Aries is butch. Why you gotta say it like that, though? Taurus is butch. Why you gotta say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) But it just sounds aggressive, right? Like you can't be like butch. Oh, he's butch. She's butch. That doesn't even sound like a word. Doesn't sound like a word anymore. I feel like whenever you say butch, you gotta you gotta hear the bicep in the word butch. The bicep. You gotta hear the. Well, that is concludes our astrology section of the podcast. Basically, look, however you identify, who cares? Nobody's business. You don't have to live in one box, live in all the boxes, do it up, be the IDK, suck a dick, lick a puss, lick whatever's in between, <gasps> suck a booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> live it up i love when you say soccer sock them in the neck <laughs> suck them in the neck suck them in the You've neck been, curly's been saying that a lot lately like oh my god in, like don't you just want to sock them in the neck i'm like that is something i never ever thought would ever <laughs> cross my mind and i'm like it doesn't even sound that intense like what does that it, do for you sock them in the neck or like karate sounds, chop them in the it neck it sounds funny to say yeah we used to say i will cut you we used to what do we maybe it's like i will cut you in the eyebrow like in the eyebrow <laughs> or i will i will kick you in the eyebrows what we used to say i used to say <laughs> when i was little i'll kick you in the shin in the shin you know yes queerness is beautiful and i guess i kind of came out on the podcast a little bit is that accurate like did you just come out to everybody i guess where's my freaking party what the heck this is the worst party ever. Where's her IDK float? Where's my IDK float? <laughs> Where's where are the campaigns for the IDK? Yeah, where are my campaigns <laughs> for the IDK? No, I don't really care. <laughs> I know that's. The- I just love who you want to love, and who cares? Be yourselves. Love each other. Be kind. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what you're into. It's fine. It's not that serious. Just be okay with yourself, and that that is all that matters. Be and safe. maybe yes. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And please leave us some comments or DMs on ideas for future episodes. We want to hear from you. And if you want to hit us up on social media, please feel free to do that as well. All right, Maya, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at Maya in the Moment, M-A-Y-A in the Moment on all social media platforms, baby. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at The Curly V Show. V as in Victor. Bye. Anyways. You little queers. Get out of here, you little queers. <laughs> the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.